Hello again, this is Good Darts. The darts are good, the podcast might not be. In fact, it almost certainly isn't. But it's brought to you by our friends at Low Six, the people behind the PDC Picks app. I'm Dan Dawson. A Wayne Mardle is here with me. Wayne, good to speak to you. Any news this week? Any news? Uh, trying to think. No. No, absolutely no. none. I'll tell you what I did do. I'll tell you what I did yeah? do. I, 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 I washed a couple of, uh, I washed a couple of dog blankets. Wow, wow. You know how to live, my friend. I t- that's life at the moment, pal. It, that, yeah, this is I um, mean... as exciting as it gets. Oh, I, hold on, hold on. I dropped. This is a, a, this is 100% true. I dropped some. This is a, a bit of a. Uh, I think his name was Charlie Babbitt in Rain Man. I, I dropped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right, okay. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. You count them, them all immediately. Um, well, yeah. What I actually did, I give it 74. Right. 74. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. No, they're 118. <laughs> you're, the, you're the Jose de Souza of drop toothpicks. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep yeah. doing it until yeah. you get it right. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. So I, what I've we did done have, nothing. You've done nothing. Fair enough. I mean, look, I think everybody's in the same boat. Um, except, let's get going with a bit of this, because we've got some of this to talk about. Yeah, you know what letter that is, Rover? I think so. <laughs> what letter is this? Q. Q. Yes, Q school. That's how we roll. Uh, so it happened. I do like that. It is good, isn't it? It is good. I mean, oh, hang on, I accidentally turned it up again there. Um, it is good, and we have the 29 new tour members uh, filling up the PDC circuit because of what yeah. took place uh, in Hil- uh, not Hildesheim, Niedenhausen. Get me German towns mixed up, and in Milton Keynes, where I was. Uh, what did you make of it, Wayne? Uh, um, it was intriguing. It was fascinating stuff because. Mm. In my opinion, the best the best player in it, uh, in the whole shebang, Raymond Van Barneveld uh, couldn't couldn't manage to, to win a day. I thought mm. we played some great stuff. I I, I really did. I wasn't surprised. Uh, there were some others that I I knew were decent, but I was still surprised at, at their performances. Uh, I was really pleased for for Joe Mernon. He's yeah. been playing well recently, the last few months, and he kept that going. Uh, the one that got through that I kind of suggested that he might, I don't really know how, was Gert DeVos. Um, yeah, that was, I have to say, first day Gert DeVos yeah. came through, I thought, flip it, Model is an actual genius. <laughs> This is incredible. Do you want to go through your our picks for who who we say got through? We'll start yeah, with the EU on. one. Come right, on. Okay. Because you did all right. Gert DeVos, the very first day, goes all the way, wins yeah. a tour, tour card in the Gert off in the final, beats Gert Nenches. Uh, yes, you yes. had you had Barney as well, and he came through, and he deserved I made it. He him did a play certainty, some. Actually, you did I made actually. Him a certainty. And, and to be fair, I mean. He still had work to do on the final day. You'd have to say the way he played over the whole thing, he certainly deserved a card. He was right. He's 95-6 average for the entirety of Q School over about 30 games. It was good. Yeah, he was good. And and better than I thought he was going to be. I have to say, hands uh, hands up. Raymond Van Barneveld played some good stuff and he deserved his card. Richard Veenstra didn't know. That was the other one you picked out from EU Q School. Yeah, it, it went wrong for him pretty quickly, didn't it? He's a straight. There were some good displays in there, and he lost a couple of games with high averages. But the yeah. the standard over in the EU, I think that I mean Barney said it himself. He, he felt that the best players there, the best twelve players, got tour cards, and it's difficult to argue against that. But there were some good ones yeah. to miss out. I've, I, I mean, as much as I love the name, I'd, I've never heard of him before. Lorenzo Pronk was playing some good stuff. Uh, Luke Peters is another one who looks like he's going to play some good yes. stuff. And I think he's going to be at the Summer... Uh, not the Summer Series, the Super yeah. Series. So there are some good, good players over there. I mean, I, from the EU, I picked Martin Schindler, and he was great. He played really good. Beat Barney Wasn't one day. Just? Yeah, really, yeah. really impressive, Martin Schindler. And he's a guest on the podcast this week as well. Uh, the other two Germans I picked, Franz Roerch and Nico Kurtz, absolutely hopeless. Did nothing at all. Barely won a game between them, those two. So I mean, you've I, I absolutely done Nico me. Kurtz. I, I, I really I, don't. I don't get him. He's <laughs> I, he, he looks a million dollars at times, and then other times it's like, wow, you 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 kind of look clueless. And well, he, I mean, the darts are going high, low, left, right, and yeah, I'm I'm I don't get him. I, I don't get mm. it. 
I wish I did. I don't. Yeah, we have. Look, we haven't had an opportunity to watch Nico play that regularly, have we? We've seen little no, bits of like the German no. Super League. We've seen him turn up at Ali Pali a couple of times, but it's not like we've seen him, you know, week in, week out on the tour. That's where you get a real sense. No. He's not. He barely even played any Euro tours. It's, you know, we we need a real sense of of what kind of a player he is over an extended period of time. Um, it, it, we talk about players who are brilliant sometimes and, and poor the others. I mean, there are so many names who missed out in the UK's Q school. And admittedly, there was always going to be. But, you know, once again, yeah. it's a failure for Jim Williams, who is the most unpredictable, baffling player that that, that I can yeah. think of. Um, you picked out a whole load yeah. of names. No, no card for Aaron Monk. No card for Alan Norris. No card for Kevin Painter, who I know... I know he said that he's going to retire. I don't know. It might have been heat at the moment. If it is the end for Kevin Painter, what a player he has been. What a character. Yeah. What an addition to darts he has been. Um, yeah, but... I think that will be it. You think so? I, I, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I I picked Norris and Painter, didn't I, on the fact that, you know what, I, I like them and I'd love to see them get a card. But they they just they were nowhere near good enough. Uh, mm. Norris had his at his moments where you're thinking, oh, oh, that was all right. Unfortunately for Kev, he was he was just not good enough uh, at all, and he kind of he had the odd he had one good game I think, uh, mm. but when he lost to Andy Jenkins that that day, it was it was a poor game, and I can imagine how Kev felt, and he would have probably felt kind of. Uh, Got inner angst, just not good enough, nervous, uh, probably thinking, I, I, I got to get get me out of here, just just get me out of here. I don't want to, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to mm. play anymore. And he's put himself through it the last couple of years. He, he played the, on the challenge, uh, the uh, yeah challenge tour. He didn't do particularly well. Uh, didn't play a lot of events because he he just kind of didn't want to. But look, the man has had some career some mm. career he, he he won a biggie he lost in the final of a world championship and he's he's literally been one of the best in the world for 20 years now yeah credit to to kev and and the longevity and look he he was one of the reasons why darts become so big we needed characters and world-class players and, and he was one of them Absolutely. And we have our day we all have our day no matter what we do no matter uh You'll go down in in history. Is do you remember Dan Dawson, the the, the ombudsman of darts? Do you remember him? Yes, yes, yeah. I remember him. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah whatever happened to him? Yeah, he he lost his job in disgrace <laughs> for that thing he said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for that thing. What thing? Yeah, that thi yeah, oh, yeah. Don't, oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah I remember that. that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Look, it, it'll be it'll be remembered fondly. And the thing with Kev, uh, what sticks out in my mind, obviously, I'm a I'm a friend of his. He, he doesn't come round uh, as often as he used to because of this this blasted pandemic. But mm. he'd pop round every every kind of couple of times a year. But I remember him for the the competitor that he was. He would always be ready for a game. He was professional. Mm. Always be ready, and he would look. It looked like he'd he'd kind of thrown the towel in, but inside was a burning desire. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad that I can call him a a, a mate. And look, I, I wish him well. I really do. But Absolutely. I just wish he hadn't put himself through the ring of the last couple of years. I hey, look, he I mean, at least he maybe at I least know, he knows. Know. He can walk away and go. You look, I've definitely, know, I've definitely yeah. not gone too early. And look, I, yeah, I, it's been a privilege yeah. to watch Kevin Painter play over the years. He's absolutely superb, and he's always been entertaining yeah. and very forthright in his interview. Yeah. I just think he's he's great. He, he Add something that a lot of players... Yes, exactly. That a lot of players just don't have. Uh, my picks for UKQ school. Tony Newell, didn't go well for him. Dom Taylor, this young lad from no. Bristol. Uh, didn't go well for him at all. Uh, didn't win a game. Um, no. But the other two that we did actually get right, you and I, um, both yeah. achieved it on the final day. They needed runs and they did it. I had Scott Mitchell... Um, and he lost yep. first round the first couple of days, but he managed to get the job done. He was done. good though, wasn't he? I he thought was Mitchell good. was, he was, was unlucky to keep losing. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he played well. Yeah, I mean, he's he's 
going straight out of the Glenn Durrant handbook in his interviews. Oh, I'm just some little nobody. I'll just play a bit of dots. I'm yeah. Stotty the tractor driver. Absolute yeah. horse shit. He knows he's yes. good. Uh, same with Dozza. Yeah. Don't buy all this. Oh, I'm just a proud man from Middlesbrough representing... Rubbish. He knows he's brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, but Danny Baggish, I mean, that, I mean, it was yeah. unreal. I don't... You, you probably wouldn't have seen it from the coverage we had, but literally... I saw him just before his final game. And we'd been doing all the sums. He, he only needed one leg in the final That's right, to guarantee yeah. his tour card. But I didn't want to tell him that. I didn't, I, I don't, right. th- I don't, I was sort of looking around making sure nobody did because I thought the, the worst thing that could possibly happen is he gets bageled in the final knowing he needs one leg. And then, yeah, it'd be horrible, wouldn't it? It can get stuck in your head. I just need yeah. one leg, just need one leg, and then you can't get it. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I said, all I said to him while he was waiting, because it was, I think it was Scott Mitchell, Andrew Gilding, and that game took forever in the other semi-final, as you can imagine, where's yeah. the last leg decider anyway. Um, I just said, <laughs> go and go and win it, go and win the game. He says, I've got to, I've got to win it to get my card. He thought that he had to win the game to get his card. That's genuinely, yeah. so and he went into it with the right mindset. Now he lost, um, uh, but he did manage to get a couple of legs. So that was enough. But he was in bits Afterwards, he was he was almost in tears while the game was going on because he could see it drifting right. away and he thought that that right. was it. But he managed, right. you know, he'd managed to get enough legs. He managed to get enough points, and he was told afterwards. And he was he could he, he almost collapsed. He was in tears at the end of it. It was it was really nice to see, you know, particularly where you see some of some players become jaded. They reach they reach the very top and yeah. they're rich and they're successful. They're traveling all yeah. around the world and then they moan about having to go and play yeah. darts. This guy yeah. just getting the opportunity to play yeah. is his dream right now. And then the first thing he did was thank you uh, and I, I, for, <laughs> for helping him out. And you know what? You know how I know that he's a proper dart player because he called you uh, Wayne Mardell, and that's that's Mardell. how you know. <laughs> yeah, Mardell. <laughs> yeah. That's how I know he's a good dart player. Yeah, because uh, that all all of them do that. And um, what did you do? What what magic? What sorcery did you? Well, did you weave? no, look, I I, I watch. Uh, believe it or not, Dan, and, and I'm a bit of an anorak when it comes. Not about. I'm not an anorak uh, uh, about darts. I, mm. I'm not an anorak on stats. I, I I collate some. Obviously, I have to. It's my job. But mm. stats are not my thing, and, and history's not my thing, and and rankings and everything else. My my thing is the action of of throwing. Mm. And I I can tell you, uh, uh, if I've not seen them, I can't tell you, obviously. But anyone that I've watched once or twice, I know everything they do. It just sticks with me. Mm. It just sticks. Anyway, basically, he tweeted. He said, uh, I need to start it in doubles, blah, blah. Well, in the World Championships, and I got to watch him a lot because I was doing his games. He throws at uh, doubles like he does for the treble 20. Now... That sounds like a, an okay thing, but mm. we dart players don't do that. You, you, because the, the it's in a uh, when you're throwing at doubles, you need to to hit a certain segment. Like, say you want 120 finish and your darts stand up. I'm just saying. Yep. What tops, you are tops, then tops, trying the to Jose do? Way. Yeah, yeah, the Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just, right, we've. I'm going to put it forward right now. We're not allowed to mention him on the low six. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Uh, you can say the man that can't count. You can say anything. No, I'm kidding. Right, anyway. Anyway, so what you end up doing is you... So you want that 120. So you basically, right, I have to hit a treble 20 or above. That's mm-hmm. what I have to do. You, you, you rule out the low side. That's what you do yeah. when you want that 120. Throwing at doubles is kind of slightly different. You've got to be aggressive all the time. You can't you can't think about or we hear it so often on on uh, say a, a a double top or uh, sorry double eighteen or double nines a stinker. It, mm. It's horrible double. Look, if you're weak and you don't attack the double eighteen, you're more likely to go inside than out. Because you're just mm. going to lob the dart. And I basically just, just sent him a, a quick message. Dan, you don't attack doubles. Uh, you can't throw with the same 
power at the doubles like you and the same way at the doubles like you do the 60 because we all have we'll get into a better rhythm when it comes to throwing at 60s throwing at 57s that's more of a rhythm game when you're mm. throwing for doubles you need to be aggressive and i said look you, you'll give yourself a great chance if you adopt an aggressive nature forget about what a lot of people do they want tops or oh, if i'm aggressive i might come inside well what if you actually are not aggressive and come inside then you're really floundering on tens and then fives so anyway look it worked for him and he could do it so I, if i can help i can help but I, i've not sent him an invoice yet this will be hilarious well, I mean, yeah, not yet, but it's coming. Danny, not if you're yet, listening, yeah. I mean, admittedly, you don't you don't know where to send it. Literally, uh, that night, after he'd got his tour card, I'd done the interview with him, he, he genuinely doesn't know where he's going to live. Like, he, he has no idea. Oh, right. He just signed with a management right. company, so he's on his way down to, like, sort of Hastings Way or whatever. Presumably, yeah. they're going to find somewhere he can stay. But at the moment, yeah. he's got absolutely no idea where he's going to live in the country. But, he, uh, so maybe, but he's doing he's doing the tour though. He's yeah, absolutely one hundred percent doing it right. Absolutely, I, he is. Again, uh, we've we've heard a story already. Uh, Robert Marianovic saying yeah. he's going to have to miss the first first events. Uh, he's done what he's going to do for work and with his family. Now, I, I said before all the this started the, the Q school. Make sure you can do it, and mm-hmm. make sure you can utilize the tour card before you actually get it. Now, he's not going to be the only one that struggles. It's not. It's not slagging off Robert Marianovich. It's just a, a word of warning to everyone else. You, you think that it's it's the golden ticket. Make make it that way, but it's yeah. not. It's not. It's you only the first the, step, uh, isn't it? Exactly, mate. Yeah, you you've just got the the ability now to be a professional darts player. Well, look, I mean, we'll have another little chat because particularly the players from Germany and and Europe, they've they've got all sorts of issues traveling back and forth. Um, who are the most intriguing players to get tour cards for you? I've scribbled down a few names, and it's there's a real mix. There's some sort of international talent. There's some youngsters, and then there's one that really yeah. sort of stands out that I'm interested in. In terms of the international ones, Unter Buckner, really glad to see he's got a card because I think he's an interesting player. He's yeah. got he's got something. Koltsov's the other one. He's he actually didn't play very well at Q School, and yet still yeah. came through that pretty good. EU thing, and I've seen him play really well. I know he's got a good level of performance in him. I just don't know yeah, how yes, yeah. how success, how consistent he can be. Um, there's loads of good youngsters. I'm really glad Gert Nenches is back on the tour. I think his throw is beautiful to watch. Uh, Louis Williams, yeah. I really like like the look of the young Welsh lad. Uh, Jack Main yeah. threw some great stuff, and I just wasn't expecting it to be honest. But he, he seems yeah, to he have did. taken a big step forward. But the one that I, I really like, I, I found myself. It's the first time I've spoken to him. Um, I found myself being quite impressed with his solid stuff. It wasn't mind blowing, but it was solid. Alan Souter, um, yep. the fireman. I was going to mention him. Oh, you were. Yeah. What do you make of him? It, Suits. He's right. You know, you said solid stuff. That, mm. Dan, that that's him. I can see him being an handful. You know, he's he's got loads of experience. He's played for Scotland many times. He's played on the BDO circuit for years, and that that level of play that he was producing time and time again is very much if you're slightly off he calls anyone problems absolutely mm. absolutely anyone and he won't bottle it he won't he won't think oh, oh look who i'm beating i need one more leg he he won't get any of that he's do you know what I, he's there's two for me there's two and he was one of them the other mm. one is gavless i i think it, oh, that kid can yeah. be anything yeah, he's I got really so like much him. to learn. He's so raw. He's so raw that I think uh, from nowhere he's he's developed this this kind of personality that is like, look, don't mess with me because I'm just not going to listen to you. I think, <laughs> I think you're all idiots. I think you're all imbeciles. And if you don't say what I like, I, I'm just going to pretend that you never said anything. But him and Suter for me, honestly, yeah. I, I think I think they can do some some. When I say serious damage, I don't mean go on and, and win everything. I I just mean keep their cards easy enough. But like I said, uh, I'm going to stick Mernon in there because I've, I've been quite close to Joe last couple of months. And Barney, look, of all of them, of all of them, and I mean this, he will be the most successful the next two years. Mm. And he will. He's just better than the rest. I do. I, I feel it. Forget the age. Forget the age. 
in two or three years' time, he might be spent. But for now, he's still got it. Okay, well, I am very impressed with what Raymond van Barneveld did over that sort of 10-day spell at Q School. I'm not 100% convinced he's just going to waltz back and be old Barney, but he certainly made me, made me sit up and take notice. But right up there with Raymond van Barneveld as one of the top performers uh, at Q School 2021 uh, was a man who was hitting 180s at a rate more regularly than anybody else, including Barney. In fact, he was in the top four of the averages list. He's a two-time World Cup quarter-finalist. He is the wall, Martin Schindler. These are the questions that you should be asking. Martin Schindler, the wall, back on the PDC tour after no time away at all, threw a nine-darter at Q School, beat Raymond van Barneveld in the early stages as well. You must be absolutely delighted with how things are going, Martin. <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. Um... It was a great Q school for me. I was trying my best and um, it was not easy. Um, the start was not easy because um, you don't have the experience to play. Uh, the last time I played was the PDPA qualifier. And uh, yeah, now I needed to go to Q school and I think it uh, worked really, really good. <laughs> you did. Well, it was a great Q school campaign for me. I know you lost to Barney in the game. You hit the nine data. That was your last match there. But you'd already done enough to qualify. And you'd beaten Barney earlier on in the whole Q School format in the, in the final stage. It took me back to watching you play for the first time in Dusseldorf on the Euro Tour when you played Barney. Did, did it take you back there as well? No, not at all. Um, I was um, focusing on the game, on the time right now, because I was knowing um, I have to play against uh, Barney and um, he's playing in some good stuff. I think he was also playing some good stuff in the stages before. And so I just focused on me and, and I was trying to yeah play my own game. Well, let's go back then to the Dusseldorf Euro Tour, the Maritime Hotel, one of the great Euro Tour venues. It was your first senior PDC event. You get drawn against Barney. You give a good account of yourself. He does win. But you'd only played, I think, one development tour prior to that. What was it like for you being involved in, in such a, a prestigious thing? Well, that's a long time ago, isn't it? Um, it was it was great. Um, it felt great. Um, I remember it well because I couldn't sleep the, the night before, really. It maybe it was like three hours, something. I was so uh, excited. I was so nervous uh, to be up there. And then against uh, one of the greatest players in the game. But uh, I was uh, trying to do my best up there. Uh, hit a couple of 180s, hit a high finish, I think. So I was enjoying it uh, really, really much. And uh, I think the crowd did as well. Such a good experience for me back then. Yeah, because at the time, you were working for PDC Europe, weren't you? You were working as a steward on the doors. So people around the Euro Tour knew you. It wasn't just like you were just some random who turned up out of nowhere, like some of the qualifiers we see for these events. Yeah, I wanted to be part um, of an event, but... And there was a time where I said, um, I can be more than just a steward, you know, I can be uh, more like a player. I have the quality, I just have to give myself um, a bit time. And um, of course, I needed uh, someone, which is my manager right now, to um, give me that feeling, to, to, to just give me that chance and everything. And uh, yeah, that's uh, how it all started, so to say. So what about darts originally for you? How did you get into it i know that it's growing in germany now but back then it was nowhere near as big so what got you into it no definitely not um it was i think back in 2008 2007 like that when uh Barnevelt was playing the world championships in, uh, in circus tevin and winning against uh, phil taylor in the final uh, i remember that that game i remember that match it was a huge upset in the darting world but i was like uh 11, 10 years old, I think. Uh, I think I have to count now, but I'm not quite sure. It should be 11. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I was seeing that and we had a soft tip board at our home, which was a an, an cheap one, like, like 15, 20 euros. And I was playing on that. And then one day my parents said or decided to, to buy a steel dart board. And uh, so I started playing there. And in 2012... My dad was saying, Martin, you're too good now for family. Uh, we are going to a club. And so it started going to a club in, in Berlin. And then step by step from there, going to PDC. And yeah, now I'm here talking with you. 
Well, yeah. So, so it was a dance family, was it? Was it just through watching it on the telly? I mean, I'd imagine back then there wasn't even that much on TV in in Germany back then. Or did you have to have some special cable channels for it? I don't know. Oh well, I, I don't think so. There's a, a particular German sports channel which was uh, used to call uh, DSF in the past. Now, nowadays, it's uh, Sport 1, Sport 1, maybe you know it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, it started back in 2006 with Premier League, with one match day of the Premier League, uh, which they were showing. But uh, it was getting more and more and more. And I think since, uh, since seven years now, they're doing all of the World Championships. They're doing more majors. But um, they haven't used, they haven't uh, done that in the past, uh, like 10, 12 years ago. So when your dad said, right, you're too good for playing the family, we're going to have to go and find you a club. How hard was it to go and find a, a, a steel darts club? Because when I've been over there in Germany, the vast majority of it that you can find is soft tip. Yeah, it is. Um, that is a good thing about uh, where I live because uh, I'm close to Berlin, and in Berlin you have like everything. You have you have steel dart, you have soft tip. Um, of course, if you look at other areas in Germany where you have so many space and not that much people, uh, you you won't find any clubs or you won't find a lot of people to play with. So that's a good thing about Berlin. It's easy to play darts in Berlin, I would say. So was it always darts for you, Martin, or were you into other sports, hobbies? Were you just mad for darts from, from the word go? No. Um, to be honest, I, I started darts very late. Uh, like when I was 15, I started playing darts. Before that, or with the time playing darts, I was playing table tennis and football as well. So uh, I've done a lot of uh, sports and um, I'm in, yeah, I was enjoying it all the time. Playing football, playing table tennis. So when did you decide darts could be something I make a living out of here? When did you decide that, you know, this could work? Um, to be honest, when I got my tour card, b b before that I wasn't realising um, that I could make money off playing darts. So uh, I got a tour card and I was trying to do some studying next uh, uh, beside to it but it was uh, too much darts was too much playing all the players championship playing uh, all the european tours was just too much so uh yeah i decided to just go for darts if you have the chance if you have the tour card just try it just do it and uh has it has its um upsides and downsides fantastic thank you very much that was fantastic! Why have you been in the dark world? I'm from Japan. You have spent the last half a decade or so being an established part of the tour. You've had success, you know, beating Van Gerwen on telly. You've had a couple of quarterfinals at the World Cup. Loads of success on the development tour and the youth system in the PDC. And people have said over the years, you know, he's the best player in Germany. That's a debate that's that's been had. Obviously, it's, it's changed at various times. But does it help having the likes of Max Hopp, Gabriel Clemens now? Does it does it help having those guys there taking a bit of the pressure off you as a, as a German darts player when it's growing so much in your home country and it's getting more attention? Well, I think it's a good thing to, to play with Max, to play with uh, Gabriel, to know that they are there. Um, that you can just talk to them on the events, that you can, um, yeah, like, mm, talk about what they are thinking about uh, the darts, um, like, experience and everything. So uh, it's 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 good to have some other Germans there. And uh, now we have a new record for Germans. We have seven Germans uh, up there. So uh, it just shows how we are getting better. Of course, it depends on whoever is the best right now or back and then i don't care but um the most important thing is that uh it's still it's still a game and of course we are like we are like friends we can talk to each other and everything but everyone knows of us if we go to a game then it's it's the game and there's uh, no big friendship then you know what i mean yeah absolutely you've got to look out for yourself haven't you but 
what was it like for you over the last 12 months where you started off you were playing some brilliant stuff in the development tour and having loads of uh, winning loads of games and you were actually playing some decent stuff towards the back end of the year but just kept hitting brick walls missed out on qualification for the Grand Slam uh, didn't go on and become world youth champion when you were going deep in that tournament and then missing out on Ali Pali didn't get to the World Championship, so ended up losing your tour card. And I would imagine the pressure's building over the course of those months. And because it's grown in Germany so much, people are paying more attention. They're asking you questions about it. Is that, that difficult to deal with? Um, yeah, like, like uh, more people was real, uh, were realizing this. And uh, some were also realizing, um, like... Or they were saying, yeah, Martin, it's not good enough anymore and everything. So this is uh, um, where I get my courage off, you know, where I get my, my eager off. I wanted to be better. I wanted to show them uh, what is really in, inside of me, how I can be, yeah, like be the one who has uh, proved that they are wrong. Um, so I was trying and trying everything. Of course, the pressure was getting harder or higher and higher every tournament i was playing and i was playing good stuff but if you lose the match six five it, it doesn't matter uh for example if you were playing good or if you were playing bad you know you have to win that's the most important thing and i was losing out too many matches that's it <laughs> um you have made some major changes as well we spoke to you during the first lockdown when we had the home tour going on you said you'd been remodeling your throws to sort of throw like Phil Taylor. Is that something you've persevered with? I have to say, I didn't see you play at Q School, so I'm not sure what your throw is like, but have you persisted with that or have you just gone back to the old Martin Schindler setup and throw? Yeah, I know uh, we were talking about the Slim Flights situation. I was using the Slim Flights in the home tour. I was just uh, trying something because uh, just from the physical stuff, Phil Taylor is a player who was kind of small, so so am I. I'm I'm not the the biggest one. I'm not the greatest one. Um, so I was trying to do the same with slim flights that I can uh, put one dart at each other. But uh, this was yeah just something I wanted to try to be sure of uh, that it's not the main thing in darts. Now I'm sure and uh, yeah now I'm sure I'm just. Uh, I was on the right track and it was just me. It was just my thinking. It was just um, a couple of things I needed to change to just be sure that, I'm, or that, that I was doing right all the time. So what are you into aside from the darts then, Martin? Do you still play football or table tennis? I know you're into streaming and gaming, aren't you? Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I, I just love gaming. I'm doing this now for, year, for so many years as well. Um, you any good? I've, How good are you? In in some games I am, uh, okay. in other games probably not. <laughs> it depends. Okay, well, it, there's there's a fair few on the PDC tour and around the PDC tour who are into their gaming, and th the first thing they do if they're going away for a weekend or a week, they'll take their PlayStation or their Xbox, and as long as they've got a working Ethernet port in the uh, hotel room, which to be honest, toss of a coin whether you got one of those. It's pretty rare from what I've found. Um, they'll be gaming so who who are the best uh in and around the tour uh, at gaming are you any good can you beat them are you the best um i don't know i, I was hearing that michael smith is playing uh well, adrian lewis sometimes maybe these kind of characters yeah he i think he used to be good i think he sort of packed it in for a while when he had kids but he used to be pretty good one of the best in the UK at Call of Duty AD Lewis um, we need to get a tournament together though there's there's a, a fair few players who talk a big game I just don't know how good they are we need to sort of get a definitive list about who the best gamers are well I'm pretty sure that I'm the best computer player of Call of Duty from all of them okay I'm okay, I like sure this this yeah. is the confidence I like Shindy so that's it <laughs> on the Good Darts podcast Martin Schindler has laid down the gauntlet he will take on and beat any other PDC player at Call of Duty that's the challenge right well um, we have to play on a the computer then because um, I'm, I'm really really bad with a controller in my hand because I'm not used to it I'm playing Call of Duty now since uh, 10 12 years and with a 
with a keyboard and not with a controller, you know. Okay, well, that can definitely be arranged. Um, <laughs> getting back to the dartboard, what are your targets, Martin? We've seen you make ranking semi-finals and things before. I know you'll want to win a tournament, but I suppose getting to the big TV ones that you haven't reached, things like the match play, that's going to be sort of number one on the list. Well, yeah, of course, I want to... I, I want to qualify for anything, but this is a, a target for my life, you know. I, I'm taking it step by step. I'm looking game after game. That's the most important thing, I guess, because I'm I'm putting myself under pressure if I look up now for the world match play. Um, I still don't have the half year of the Pro Tour, I think, because now I lost my Tour card and now win it again. Um, so the other players have a big advantage with uh, this half uh, Pro Tour year. Mm. Do, do you think there's a, a difference between, say, the German players and some of the other ones, or, or just like the younger players and some of the older ones, about how they approach the game, different levels of professionalism, uh, just how they view what they need to be doing and, and how they approach the sport? You've been around for a few years now, so you've probably seen it change in that time, I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. Everyone of the professional dart players uh, is getting uh, younger. It's like... Uh, yeah, just just look at the players. I mean, uh, someone like Raymond Van Barneveld is kind of struggling in the Q school, who was such uh, a great player, who's so experienced, who was playing so good, but he didn't even win any day in the Q school, which just shows how the quality is rising. And we are just now talking about the Q school, not about the, the professional tour. And you can really see it. Um, <laughs> let me say it like that. Uh, the The... The big guys, the 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 guys with with a mm, bigger tummy, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, um, yeah, we get are getting it, yeah. are getting less and less. You know, I I lost a couple of kilograms because you just have to. You know, if you want to play the best dance, you have to have a clear mind, and the clear mind just only comes from a, from a clear body. You know, and, and so you just have to do that, and you can see it. Okay, what about the, the German players in particular? Because I've spoken with like Max and people around Max, and, and I remember them being really big on, oh, we're going to try and uh, use innovate and, and use things like sports science and also to try and get that extra couple of percent out that can really make the difference. Um, have you been approached or trying to use those sort of tactics? I mean, basically, I, I think... As, as a British person, I've got an inferiority complex around the Germans anyway, just because they're much better at football than us, and we invented that game. And I can sort of see that they're, they're coming for darts now. The Germans are coming for darts. More German tour card holders than ever before. They've been starting to win titles. There are a huge number of fans out there. I mean, the, the, the Germans are going to be a big factor in this sport, aren't they? Well, uh, you are thinking quite a long way, I think. <laughs> um, um, maybe it can be one day that uh, more and more Germans are getting into darts, but to really uh, like like to do it in football, I mean, there there's different times in every sport. I mean, look at the football right now. England was doing uh, much better than uh, the Germans now in the last couple of years. We are... We were losing out of uh, the World Cup in the first round and England was going to the semis. So uh, there's no, I, I wouldn't say you can say that uh, one country is better than another. It just depends on the generations. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's call it a draw, Martin. Yeah, Germany, England, I'll take a draw all day long. No problem for me. That's it. Germany, England, draw, game over. Thank you very much. <laughs> Right, Martin Schindler there. I really like Shindy as a darts player, Wayne. I think he was he was probably a gnat's whisker away from keeping his card at the back end of last year. All he needed to do was, say, just make it through one final game of qualifying for the Grand Slam or, or just get through that qualifier yeah. for um, for the World Championship. Or he, he could have been there as World Youth Champion um, because he only missed out in the latter stages of that. And then Brad Brooks obviously went on to win it. Um, I, I, you've got a far better grasp of, of the game than I, though. Wait, what do you think of him? I think he'll quite comfortably keep his tour card in a couple of years' time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I I never saw him as a, a threat three, four, five years ago when he first kind of come onto tour. Hmm. I didn't think his, his action kind of held up very well. But th when I say recently, I mean the last five or six months, because he, he, he was pretty poor, wasn't he, in... Uh, 
basically for a year, but then he really started to play better the, the last stages of last year. Yeah, he really was, started to 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 play play well. It was strange. I mean, at the start of last year, he he, he was brilliant on the development tour. I think he went to a development tour and had like two titles and a final in a weekend or something like that. It was it was very yeah. very impressive. But he just couldn't win any games in the senior tour. Then he had a horrible few months where he couldn't win anything. But then he started yeah, playing he well and the averages started going up. And yet he still wasn't winning games. And and you know as you yeah. know. If you're playing well and losing, you can go one of two ways. Either you, you carry on playing well and start winning, or your form just tails off and you keep on losing. And that's kind of where yeah. I feared it was going. But I'm very impressed with Martin Schindler, the way he's managed to keep his head up and bounce straight back. Yeah, I, I agree. And there was two things, and, and he mentioned them in that interview, didn't he? It was the uh, losing the tour card and because he didn't qualify for the world. So those two things... and. What two massive blows when he's kind of used to playing in the worlds and and he's used to having his tour card. So, and with all the others sort of doing all right, with Max kind of uh, doing all right, but the the new the new German sensation, if you will, uh, uh, big Gabriel, Gabriel Clemens. Mm. All of a sudden, it was like uh, Martin was being forgotten about in a way. Or oh oh no, there's better Germans now. Uh, as good as he was and. And look how well Germany played in the World Cup and, and how dangerous they looked with, without Martin. And mm. it's that kind of thing. And the way he dealt with that, and again, mentioned it in an interview, he said that they 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 gave him that little kind of, they were spurring him on. They Those were the people that were like making him think, well, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. And, mm. you know, full credit to him. And he's obviously... He's, he's a clever individual. He's, 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 he's no idiot, Martin. He speaks well and, and he gave us a, an insight, didn't he, into to how he was looking at his game and trying to get better. And it was interesting when he was mentioning the flights and everything else. And, and you've got to think about it. You've got to work mm. out what's good for you. And look, he averaged, he averaged like just over 93 in 17 matches. Now, if he averages 93 in... His next 17 matches on tour, do you know what? He'll do all right. He'll win it's, some. It, He'll win it, some, it won't he? Of course he will. He'll earn a living. Yeah. He'll earn a living. Yeah. So do you know what, Martin? You've been to worry about, pal. It's just a, 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 about that that playing well and keep playing well, even though you're not winning. But that's not easy to do because losing just saps the confidence. But Martin mm. is obviously clearly, Dan, stronger-minded than me and you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it doesn't take much, does it? But um, do you think, do you think that Germany will rival, say, the Dutch or Britain or any individual part of Britain, be it Scotland, Wales, Ireland, England, um, over the next no. few years? Why not? Why not? Because I'm sure people would have said that about the Dutch, wouldn't they? And certainly they've had a claim to to rival Britain at times over the years. Well, I have a theory about this. Mm. Now, you could make me look an absolute idiot in a minute because I'm, I'm, my theory, I, I've only decided uh, my thoughts on like the last kind of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I believe the best players uh, come from small, the best players in a world come from small areas. And I'm on about small sports, Dan. I'm not on about global sports. I'm, and I know, I know darts is global, but it, it's not played I'm it's still say a pretty globally, niche sport, yeah, yeah. There's, it is, it's mate. growing, yeah. but yeah. it's it's individual yeah. country, and indeed, certain, you know, Germany a fair few years ago, it wasn't. It, I think nowadays it is sort of a national sport in Germany. It's played all over Germany, but before it was only certain parts of Germany that you'd go to where they actually played darts and particularly steel tip yeah. darts. I, I think similarly, if you go yeah. to places like Sweden, it's all around the capital, and then there's yeah. not much else anywhere else. I mean, it's all been yeah. ice and countryside but yeah i think it's, it's parts of those countries but yeah a bit like a bit like here in britain yeah, i suppose you get hot spots don't you stoke and st helens and wherever yeah of course you do but but geographically uh just say there's uh a, a tournament in in just say stoke mm. like i live in essex and it only takes me three hours to get there geographically i just think germany's so vast that you're not going to get the best players to travel to to all areas to play in these events that 
gets all the the, the, the names and, and talent together to compete against each other. This is why America have never really produced that superstar. And mm. yes, there's been great players throughout the decades, and I'm not knocking them. What I'm saying is if they were all geographically able to meet up and play in big events like we've done in England for, for since I was a kid, absolute darting superstars from Scotland would turn up and vice versa for the Scottish Open. We would drive up there or get a plane there. Uh, geographically, I believe that Germany is, I think it's too big to keep producing quality players because they can't play each other. And like I said, America's the same. You're going to get outliers. Of course you are. John Park was the outlier in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, counterpoint, Mr. Model, bollocks. Uh, have you been to Germany? <laughs> have you like you can get on a German train? <laughs> like you can get on a train in Germany, and it will go at twice the twice the pace of our trains at half the price. You can get anywhere you want, dead dead easily. German efficiency. I'm just going to condense. I'm just going to condense this. Your argument. Your yeah. argument consisted of bollocks. Have you been to Germany? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? It took you about five days to get down. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not bad. Plus, I also think, I also think we, we're living in a world now. Like this is this is the thing that excites me about darts. You only need somebody from picking up a, a set of darts for the very first time in your life. I, my theory is this: yeah. from picking up a, a set of darts for the first time in your life, you only need really five years to go from never played before to potentially yeah. being world champion. World champion. You know, somebody I like. Agree, Adrian Lewis yeah. has, has kind of done that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen it where players have gone from literally starting from zero to world champion. That yeah. doesn't mean everybody can do it. Obviously, it's just you yeah, know some people have possible. a natural. Ta- it means it is possible, and it also you know people can play remotely now. We've certainly found that out a lot more. People can just do it in their in their garage because it's an easy thing to like have that. the kit to do it. I don't like it. Well, you, you don't like remote. Play or you don't like playing in the no. garage? What? Which, <laughs> no, I don't, but, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, sorry, I thought it was on about online and and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's an option. Don't believe it's it. an option. You don't. I mean, you don't. I mean, it exists, Wayne. It's not. You know, you have to believe in it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might not be his greatest fan, but it it does exist. <laughs> Um, I don't believe in it. What does yeah. that even mean? <laughs> but this is it. You know, all it takes uh, is somebody, somebody out there to in to the, yeah. anywhere in Germany, and if more people are taking it up, and we also know that when the Germans do something, do they do it properly? They, you know, they, they do it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, you know, they have it. They approach it in the right way. They approach it in a sort of. They, they've done it with all their sports. When they decide to play a sport, they play it very well. They don't play rugby. They don't play cricket. They don't. Can't be bothered. But if they're going to do something, they will do it properly, and they will invest in it, and they will use coaches and training yeah, and all I'm this sort of stuff. I'm not saying they won't. I'm not, I'm not mm. saying it, it won't happen. I, I, my my take on it is that the the, the little countries, the smaller countries geographically seem to produce better players because they can play each other. So how come we've not seen a world champion from the Vatican then? I knew you was going to say that. (laughs) I knew knew Vatican City was going to come up. I knew it. Or Luxembourg. As I said it, it, I'm thinking Vatican City. He's going (laughs) to... I know it. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the... Because it is all sorted together... You'd be called the Pope as his nickname. He'd walk on with a load of cardinals. They'd be swinging incense around on the walk-on. It's all made for it. If you're listening in the Vatican City, and I think that is one of the many, many countries that choose not to listen to this. Yeah. Get on it. Get yourself a dartboard. Whack it up on the altar or wherever. Uh, Don't damage your frescoes. Yeah, go on. Is there anyone that, that listens to this, or, or maybe there is someone that listens to this, that actually lives in the Vatican City that, that plays darts? Right, look, That'd be quite we'll put it out there. We'll put it out there. I mean, we, you know, it, the, the likelihood is no. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, it, I know but, it's no, but... But, but, but get in touch at Good Darts Pod on Twitter um, <laughs> or or just just open the window and shout and ask people to pass it out or what it I don't know how people in the Vatican communicate tie a message to a dove and hurl it out of the window 
uh, from the very top of the church or whatever. I don't know. Actually, smoke. Smoke, yeah. Just let out some they, white smoke. They don't there we go. Do they not? I don't they, know they much don't about live the Vatican. They don't live in churches. Right. Well, well uh, fine. Maybe they do. Whatever. I, I... Yeah. I think you've already shown your ignorance because all the best, all the best country, small countries, they're the best at dart. Old Vatican City. There we go. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. All right. Anyway, talk, <laughs> talking about those that have been there, seen it, nearly done it. Well done, mm. Kirk Shepherd. Super. Well done, Kirk. Super. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got uh, the Pro Tour coming up, the Super Series. We'll be back before that. I think we'll do one before that, or maybe after the first day, something like that. And we'll perhaps, should we do our usual thing where we pick like a little team? So that's your assignment yeah. for the next few days, Wayne. You can pick, you can have one from the top 16. Uh, one right. from the top 32 and one from beyond the 64. So you might get to pick one. You okay. might go and pick Suits or whatever because uh, we both yeah. quite fancy Alan Suter. And then we'll work out yeah. a point system for that. And we'll be back just before the start of the first Super Series event. Yeah. Uh, Super Series this month, like, Super Series next I'd month. Like to, I'd like to talk to you, Dan, because apart from uh, Mrs M... Watson mm. and Sherlock, the the dogs. You are the only other person I kind of talk to. So, oh God, I, you're making me feel could sorry do for this you now. Every, every, every I mean... other day, please. please. <laughs> every other day. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd wow. be begging. Uh, yeah. I never thought I'd be begging Dan Dawson for a chat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's official. We're on episode forty-one, I think, and. Uh... <laughs> We've reached the end of the road as both of our sanities finally just slipped out of our grasps and disappeared. However, however, uh, Wayne Mardell, uh, the finest analyst in the game, uh, a man who has single-handedly got Danny Baggish onto the tour. Uh, any requests for who you want? Shall we get Baggish on next week? We could do Baggish, couldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, let's get yeah. Baggish on. And I'll, I'll, single hand, I'll just make sure that he refers to you only as Wayne Mardell. Uh, just drill I'll that into that. him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dan, at some point, if you can, mm. try and have a, have a chat with uh, Adam Gavlas. I'd, yeah, I, mm. I, I would like to I would like to hear more from him, that's all. I just there find him a fascinating young man. Yes, all right. Well, look, well, there's two that we're going to get over the coming weeks, hopefully. Um, no PDC picks, of course, uh, for this week because we haven't got any darts action coming up, but there may be some uh, for the Super Series. So uh, if... Check out the PDC Picks app. If not, go on the Low Six app. They've got loads of other stuff, MMA and horse racing and things like that, if that's your bag. If you are joining in, though, you've got to be 18 years of age, resident in the UK, terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, if you don't, I don't know. Uh, something about the Vatican City. I don't bloody know. And if you're a friend as a problem with gambling, visit begamblerware.org. Phone that one in. <laughs> you should, you should at the end that fucking. You should leave that in. Yeah. I think... <laughs>